Heritage Media. Emily Addison, or Emmy as we know her, is an agent at Wisebury and is also a pommy. And she's not offended by that term, which we do discuss, along with a whole heap of other interesting things like Aussie slang, how she ended up living on the Central Coast, and how she thinks it's a little funny that we all live in bungalows. Here is the wonderful Emmy. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear you? Yeah. Nice? Yep. Mm -hmm. We're having English breakfast because you're English and it's breakfast time. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. So I'll do an introduction yeah. later. So it kind okay. of, we just roll into it. Mm. You don't even know when it starts. Actually, it's already started. It's I been, know. I've been yeah. on for two minutes. I did see that, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> So we were actually going to call this episode Poms on the Pod. But is that offensive? Um, no, I don't find it offensive at all. No. Is it like calling an Australian an Aussie? Uh, well, ochre. I've heard the term ochre before. And that's like, or bogan. Yes. And I don't really, I don't think people find that offensive, really. What do English people call themselves? Well, it depends what you are. So if you're, well, you've got lad and lass here. We call them chavs back home. Oh, that's right, chavs. Or from where I'm from, scally, like a scallywag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, some people, it's just, your own interpretation isn't it like if you find it offensive or not yeah really because ochre is like country isn't it yeah <coughs> i don't even know where ochre originates from ochre like you're a proper aussie person mm. yeah what's a proper aussie these days though i know some proper aussies <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, but palm actually stands for isn't it prisoner of her majesty yeah yeah so it's pretty old school. And it's probably offensive, it but not probably, to you. Yeah, it can be. But, you know, it's everyone's interpretation. I don't find it offensive. But I get called it all the time. So, Where were you born? So I'm from the Wirral, which is very close to Liverpool in England. And uh, it's quite near Chester as well. I don't know if people know where Chester is. It's a big city as well. Um, it's just like, it's very, very similar to the Central Coast, actually. So Wirral is a town or it's an area? It's an area. So it's actually a peninsula. Okay. Yeah. So you say I'm from Wirral <laughs> the way I would say I'm from the Central Coast. Yeah. So yeah. what's the actual town? Greasby. 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 But the way you said that then, that's originally how it was. As Gre in Greavesby oh. with a V. And then they changed it. Like, that's in, like, old, old, you know, old days. I think it was actually one of the first... Greasby was one of the first settlements in England. There you go. Old town. Yeah. There you go. I love how our country's so young and we think an old home's 100 years old. Yeah. Talk to me about an old home in Greaves, Greavesby. Well, <laughs> I... Am I saying that right? Greasby, yeah. Greasby. It's called Greasby now, yeah. So I actually used to live, one of the houses that I lived in back home had some, I don't know how old it was, but it had some like Victorian features. And I remember in the cupboard under the stairs, 
it had like the bell system, you know, that you'd use for like servants oh. and things like that. Yeah. So you press the bell a particular amount of times yeah, for different and needs. They would have had it in like not it wasn't a massive I promise you it wasn't like a massive house or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not have servants. <laughs> Little Emily wakes up in the morning no. and presses the bell for her breakfast. No. <laughs> no. But it must have had that in the old, yeah. yeah. It was only a two-storey house, which is the most common thing mm. back home as well. Um, and, yeah, it just had the old bell in there, I remember. Um, but it didn't have any of the features upstairs or anything. So is it was? <coughs> did you grow up in like a more sort of country area or sit more sort of... Give me an idea of, of what that was like. So the Wirral or Greasby is a lot like a lot like the Central Coast where it's kind of like town and country right next to each other. So where I lived in, an, in I suppose, an estate, you could call it, um, there's a couple of primary schools there and then my house actually backed onto a dairy. So like farming fields and paddocks yeah. and all that. <coughs> But then you could walk down the road and there's five pubs on the yeah, same on street, the same street, which is very common as well. You turn, you go, you walk five meters and there's a pub, and then you walk another five meters and there's another pub. Right. <laughs> a bit like Tamworth, actually. Tamworth's like yeah, that. Yeah. And when did you move to Australia? Uh, 2014. So September. Not, not really that long ago. No, it's about like six and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what's what's this? Did you come out just on holidays? Did you? I I kind of have all I came here came over here about fifteen years ago on holiday, and since then I've always sort of wanted to come back. And a lot of people back home, that's kind of what they want to do as well is go and travel. And you know, it's quite mm. a big thing back home. Um, and then I just in the last couple of years, I was like, right, I'll move back home because I was at uni. Moved back home, thought I'll save up. And then I'll go. Um, and I didn't have a partner at the time or anything like that. So it wasn't really anything stopping me. Mm. So I saved up and then, yeah. So where did you first land? Was it um, <coughs> Coogee? Byron I, Bay? Well, I actually went to America first. Did a bit in America. Um, did LA and uh, Yosemite Park and Vegas. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, but that was amazing just to see that as well, Hollywood and um, San Francisco, and then flew to Fiji. So that was with friends. I did yeah. that with a couple of friends for a few weeks, and then flew to Fiji on my own, and just had a week there, and then went to Melbourne on my own. Nice. Yeah. And that was it. And that was it. And I've been here. I never went back. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. <coughs> What's that like landing in Melbourne? Single girl, on your own. Did you have a few friends that you'd met in the past? Did you have little connections or you really didn't know anyone? Um, I, not in Melbourne as such. I knew a couple of people in Sydney, but I wanted to, I basically I wanted to have the summer in Melbourne because, um, you know, it gets cold down there. Mm. And this is a lot of people's travel plans is mm. you start in Melbourne, then you go up to the coast, the East Coast. Mm-hmm which however way you want to do it. So I remember that night I flew in and it was like two o'clock in the morning from Fiji and the hostel was 24 hours, but everyone was asleep. Um, even though there was like a club 
in in my hostel. It must have been a quiet night or something, or I must have got in too late. And everyone was asleep, and I just had to get in my bunk bed and not disturb anyone. And there was like eight people in that room, in that dorm. And then I woke up, and then everyone was like dead nice, like, oh, nice to meet you. And yeah. And then I was there for four months. I was in Melbourne. But I moved to a flat with some other people. And you just make friends instantly. You really do. So, what were you studying back in the UK? (laughs) Can I guess? Was was it something crazy? Yeah, no, go for it. You weren't. Zoology. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Teaching. No. Contemporary art. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you an artist? Um, I wouldn't say I'm an artist, but I I like. Well, I did a lot of textile design, um, and yeah, painting and this and that and um, that sort of thing. Do you miss it? Yeah. Do you still get to do any kind Sometimes. of creative? <coughs> so yeah. I should call you next time. I want to do that life drawing and sipping yeah. wine and. Yeah. Yeah. You're my girl. Yeah. You're cool. Yeah. Okay. I've done, I haven't actually done that yet. I'd love to do it. All right. I'll look at yeah. something. That would be like team building. Yeah. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that offline. Yeah. Um, so you're in Melbourne and how you've saved up, but are you working? You want like yeah. a bit of a working visa? I pretty much worked straight away. I worked in a cafe um, in Paran. I don't know if you know where that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and even. From then, I knew that Australia was just the the opportunities, the wages is just just crazy from what it is back home. So talk to me about a, a waitress in a cafe <coughs> at Melbourne and what they would earn to doing the same thing. Well, I, I was in hospitality back home and yep. I did hospitality for like 10 years and you'd be getting maybe £6.50 an hour, maybe £6.00 which is about $12. Mm. Um, over here, if you're a casual, I was earning like $30 On a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. And, and I was just like, what is this? You've made it. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You've made it big time. <clears throat> no, it was amazing. And you're now here full time. Yeah. Been here full time. Made very much a life for yourself here. Settled down. Yeah. Um, how much family do you have back home? Um, I've got, so I've got like my mum and my stepdad and then my dad and my stepmom. Um, I talk to them quite often. Yep. Uh, I've got grandparents, my mum's grandparents, uh, my mum's side, they're still alive. Um, they are getting on. So I do feel like I am missing out mm. on that a bit. Um, and I've got a brother as well. So <coughs> how often would you, obviously pre-COVID, we'll talk about that in a sec, but how often would you fly there or would they fly here for different occasions or Christmases or holidays? Would that happen quite a lot? I'm very, very lucky that I've seen them quite often. So my mum loves coming over here um, with my stepdad. They've come over here quite a couple of times. And because my partner is half Irish, we go over there quite often as well for weddings or a funeral mm. and things like that. Um so, yeah, the first time I went to Ireland was for an Irish wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. How has COVID then affected not like obviously your FaceTiming and you can see mm. each other, but 
how has that affected just not having that physical touch or that presence or, you know, sitting down on the couch and having a cup of tea with your mum? And mm. How's that? It is tough. Um, and now that I'm getting to nearly seven years, it does take its toll a little bit. Um, and I think if I didn't have that commonality with Liam and him being Irish and, you know, or half Irish and having that connection, then I probably would find it more difficult because mm. um, he's got his cousins here and they're Irish, so I talk to them sometimes. And, um, yeah, he's he's really good. I've got that support there. But so I talk to my mum, my parents all the all time, the time. And, or as much as I can. You know, it's difficult. I can't really talk to my grandparents that much, but because they're not very, they're not very good with Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so she calls me at like crazy o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh, nan. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your support system like here? Do you have a lot of now, obviously, um, with your partner and friends and family? You've made your own village, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got a really good support network and a really good group of friends solid group of friends that I've known for a long time now and yeah just built that really and um they, they really look after me so where where I live they live like 100 yards away yeah so um we see them all the time as or well. a cup of sugar that's it and <clears throat> how'd you end up in real estate um well through a friend um Kurt who I work with yep uh, so, yeah. So you knew Kurt before you started? I did, How yeah. did you meet Kurt? Through Liam, my, my yeah. partner, yeah. Um, so I've known Kurt for quite a, a while now. And, yeah, we've just been friends and he just said, oh, why don't you try your hand at this and I think you'll be, you'll be good and give it a go. The rest is history. That's it. And, I'm, yeah, I think I'm doing, doing all right. <laughs> and <laughs> the big question, I don't know whether you get asked this a lot, but... <coughs> you travelled a lot. Mm. Out of all the places you could have ended up, the sunny central coast. I get asked that quite a lot, actually, because um, it is pretty random. <laughs> it's very <laughs> random. You get a lot of, um, <coughs> especially in my last job, like there's a lot of 10-pound poms here, the older Ooh, group okay, of stop, people. Stop, stop. 10-pound pom. 10-pound pom, What's yeah. a 10-pound pom? That is when they paid £10 to come over on a boat. This is like 40, 50 years ago or some, or maybe even longer. And um, to have a life here, move here and have a life. And they paid £10 and oh. came over. Okay. Yeah. So there's that, that older group in the Central Coast. There's a lot of that. Um, but not, not many young people, I don't think, really. But, yeah, I moved from Melbourne to Sydney had a bit of time in Sydney then you have to do your regional work so I managed to get a job in a pub in Spring Ridge which is near Corindai or Tamworth um, and I did cattle work as well and yeah did calf marking and so just go that. back to that for those that don't know you have to do regional work <coughs> if you yeah. want to stay in Australia so in your first year, if you want to stay for a second year, you have to do 88 days regional work or farm work. And that could 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 include fruit picking or cattle work or just working in a regional postcode or what's mm. technically regional. Um, 
doing that sort of job. And I, luckily, I got a really good job. I worked in a pub and lived in the pub. And um, the my boss had two farms. So I went and did cattle work and everything and all that as well. What a great so experience, though. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it was the probably one of the best times of me being here. Yeah. Absolutely. And I still go back there now. Yeah. Um, every now and again. So I interrupted you, but you were... To go from you're doing regional work, yeah, and then coming to the central coast, yeah. Well, I ended up you have to, you only have to do eight eight days. I ended up being there for like five months because I loved it so much. Um, handed the pub over to the new owners, helped do that, and then um, I basically got a job through them in Newcastle and worked in Katara for a bit, and then. Through someone that I've met in Spring Ridge, I met my partner, Liam, basically. And he was already here on the coast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we basically, the first weekend that I moved to Newcastle, we met and um, (laughs) the rest is history. history. And why wouldn't you? Beaches, mountains, walking track. It's a pretty cruisy. Yeah, well then um, we were together for a little while and he basically said, why don't you move in with me? And... Yeah, couldn't really say no. Mm, perfect. So, yeah. Um, so the process of becoming an Australian citizen, mm-hmm. is there, <coughs> have you done that yet? Are you going to do that? So I'm I'm a permanent resident and I have been for about a year. Um, that was what, probably one of the most stressful things I've ever gone through. Um, and it was a very unique situation which I won't go into too much detail, but basically my agent that I used to do it decided to disappear. So (laughs) in the middle of it, so um, I had to, and then they started asking for information. There's a lot of money that you have to fork out to do it Mm. as well. So I I was basically doing it through a partner visa uh, or de facto, you'd call Mm it, and through with my partner and ended up having to get another agent to finish it off because you almost have to prove <coughs> you're in a relationship don't yeah, you absolutely yeah it's absolutely not just, it's not an easy process and even being engaged or getting married doesn't necessarily make that application stronger it would be nice <laughs> <laughs> hint hint if you're listening liam but uh no it doesn't so we're, we've even got a um, certificate that says we are in a relationship in in the eyes of New South Wales. So we did that. Um, you just take an enormous amount of photos. You even provide like cinema tickets or restaurant reservations, plane tickets, anything to prove that you've done this these things together. together. And luckily, because we'd done so much together by going home and going to weddings and things like that, we had a lot of evidence. A lot of evidence. Yeah. So preparing you um, for an actual Australian citizenship, yeah. I've got a few sayings. <coughs> I want to see if you can translate them. Yeah. If I said to you, wrap your laughing gear around that, mm. do you know what that means? Like your, your mouth? <laughs> if you're yeah. eating something, you wrap yeah. your laughing yeah. gear. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. <laughs> what about if I said to you, oh, my God, that's a dog's breakfast? Uh, like it looks horrible. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. good. Yeah. 
What if I said that person's a few stubby short of a six pack? Uh, it's it's like they're a few tiles less of a roof, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or a few tools tool short of a shed. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. What about if I said, what's the John Dory? Oh, I don't know. What's a story? Oh, okay. Yeah. Which That's goes... a bit like Cockney rhyme slang. Yeah. yeah. Almost if I said to you, why don't you have a Captain Cook? Look. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this is my favourite. Fair suck of the sauce bottle. No idea. No idea. <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> or fair suck of the sav. <clears throat> it's like you've got to... No. Are you serious? Like why aren't oh, you being fair? No. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well... Like fair dinkum, like that's hilarious. That is hilarious. But I love it. I think that's great. So I'm actually, my last little test um, is I'm going to give you a a sentence. Mm. Okay, great. And I need you to translate it. it. Okay, you ready? I'll have a go. Okay. I'm going to the bolo after I get petty from the servo. I'm going to grab some durries, which will cost a greenback. Let me know if you want a pie with dead horse. I'm picking one up for Robbo. You might want Maccas because I know you're fanging for it. Um, Okay. (laughs) Let's break it down. Okay. So. The bolo? Bolo, obviously, like bowling club. Petty? Petty from the servo? Petty. Uh, petrol? Yeah. Yep. From the servo. From the, is... yeah, we call it a garage back home. Yeah. Durries? <coughs> um, Siggies? Something's going to cost a green back. A hundred? Because obviously hundred dollar yep. notes are green. Yeah. Uh, let me know if you want a pie with dead horse. I don't know that bit. Pie with sauce? Ah, oh, <laughs> I'm picking Gross. one up because everyone's got a yeah. O on the Robbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might want Maccas. Yeah, yeah, Mac- yeah, yeah. We call it Mackies. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I know you've been fanging for it. Yeah, you you really want it hanging, hanging, yeah. fanging. Yeah. Would that would that see so you're very much an Australian? Yeah, you got I, that. I think. Um, but it, still, every day I get things where I'm like. What did you say? Or like um, someone said in the office the other day, or he's probably just, he was only joking, he's probably just muzzing outside. And I said, what the, what does that mean? And apparently it means they're having a smoke. Mm. But they weren't really. (coughs) Have you got some British ones for me? Yeah. So I'm, you could call me Scouse. I'm not really Scouse because technically I'm not from Liverpool, but you'd call me a woolly back which is from the Wirral or outside of Liverpool. So um, if I'm saying something is sound, actually I do a lot. What do you reckon that That would be good? Would that be good? Something sound? Yeah. 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 If um, I'm going to go out for a bifter, what's that mean? Bifter. It's either a fight or a cigarette. Cigarette. Okay. Um, I can't imagine you having a bifter outside. No. Yeah, a fight. <laughs> a bifter. <clears throat> yeah, a bifter. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm saying, oh, quit, the busies are coming. <laughs> Neighbours? The police. Oh, the busies. The busies, yeah, coppers. Okay, busies. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. See, we've all got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. What's the biggest thing you've ever taken out of context? <laughs> yeah, I had a f- actually, so I think the, the hardest I had to really quickly get used to things was when I moved to Spring Ridge because it's like a 
different language out there. And I'd just been in Melbourne and Sydney and everyone's like European basically. And um, like, they'd be like, oh yeah, I'll have a King Brown. And I'd be like, uh, what's that? And then they'd be like, oh, I'll have a longie. And that is basically a long neck, a long neck beer. So I just had to really quickly like learn the different language. Um, yeah, out there. Or, or if they'd be like, oh, can I have um, just some hot chips? Or not hot chips, they'd say like, oh, so we call chips back home like hot chips, but your word, like we call it crisps back home instead of like chips. So like that would um, mess me up as well and people would be asking things like that. And like I just chicken had to chips. learn. Yeah, I just <laughs> had to learn really quickly and stuff out there. Over that was interesting. In England, there are so many different accents. Yeah. And you can tell <coughs> usually where someone's from from their accent. Yeah. I know there's I know of two in Australia, which is sort of city and country, really. Yeah. Do you, have you noticed more? Um, I probably do now because I've been in those different areas, but even like my partner and a few of his friends speak a little bit differently to say you or you know more city people in inverted commas city folk, um, but. Like at home, you'd have where I'm from and then five minutes down, or literally even 20 minutes down the road, it's a completely different accent, mm. completely different. I'm going to say different things. And what about, have you, since being here and, you know, just culture shock or whether it's just weather or personal, <coughs> have you just thought, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah, quite a few times. <laughs> I think it every day. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I love it here and I've pretty much settled settled in quite nicely. Mm. Sometimes I feel a bit too settled. Um, and I think, wow, I've, I'm so lucky. You know, I've really, I'm really grateful for the situation that I'm in because I would never have thought this like five years ago that I'd be here How do this. you feel about back home when you're hearing about whether it's Brexit or massive things that are going on with the government over there are you are you invested in that and f and um oh, I'm not really a political person or anything like that anyway but um I do think that I'm glad I'm here because it does feel a lot more stable in terms of that they've gone through so much in the last few years mm. which I don't really from what I know from the people back home they're not it's not really upset them too much but it is going to change things quite a lot mm. um but <clears throat> you know I think that I would just love the borders to be open yeah. <laughs> to be honest as soon as possible because it's um, I'd, I'd love to go home as soon as possible. Yeah. And I just can't at the moment. No. So, yeah. You're stuck here. I'm stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I want to talk to you about um, in Australia here, there's a general rule growing up and there's a culture that you, you know, you save up for a deposit. Yeah. You buy your home. You have a mortgage. You try and pay that mortgage off as quickly as possible. And then you're living the dream, you know, to own your own home is the end goal. 
Is it like that in England? Is that the psyche of, of people over there? Is it a very different structure? I have noticed that from from my experience, because I can't speak for everyone, obviously. Um, generally, I think it tends to be you get you have a mortgage and you have that for a, a long time or not necessarily it depends on your job but there isn't such a culture which I've seen over here where it's like you try and pay your mortgage off as soon as possible and own it um back home you do have tend to live not necessarily live in places for a long time because you do move around a lot um, renting's not uh, not as common, um, but I don't really think renting's as common here either. So what do you do if you don't own your own home yeah, and you're not renting? What? No, you rent. Oh, you rent. But um, it's not as common as, say, Europe, where everyone rents and right. not many people own their own property, for example. Yeah. But it's a lot of... Um, I don't think they have as many grants available or... Um, leg ups from the from the government as they do here and the wages just aren't as good as well so you you would find a lot of late 20s still living at home with their parents so that wouldn't Definitely. be uncommon to be 28 no. and still living with mum and dad not really depends if you if you really try your hardest to get your foot in the door yeah. but it's, it is hard definitely and different obviously here on the coast there's a particular style of home and in Sydney there's different styles and country and so have you noticed a big shift too because yeah (laughs) you're laughing why are you laughing (laughs) because everyone lives in a bungalow here and I live in one and that's so bungalow um, bungalow is bungalow is a single level can be whatever but most people live in brick and tiles back home because it'd be too cold to live in like Mm. anything else um and that's generally what old people live in old people yeah a bungalow a bungalow so what most commonly people live in back home is a two-story semi-detached which we call which you call here a duplex I've always lived in a duplex technically back home or a semi-detached that's very very common and if you live in a detached you you probably have a bit more money than anyone, everyone else. So a detached <coughs> is different to a bungalow? Yeah, because it's always pretty much two-storey. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's very, very common to... Most people live in a two-storey house. Right. Yeah. If you live in a single-storey, it's because you're old and you don't want to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, every, yeah. so if you live in a freestanding two-storey home, you're doing all right. You're doing all right, yeah. Okay. But, um, like, for example, a lot where I'm from as well, more in, like, the towns and the cities are um, terrace houses. So that's where you get, like, a strip on every street of houses all connected to each other. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I know people that live in them as well. So knowing what you know now, and obviously you sell homes here and you go through homes here a lot, and you're dealing with... (coughs) Australian buyers could you do this back home knowing the Um, clientele and the type of homes you've got to sell and would it be a completely different field I feel like it would be quite different um but I think there's just a totally different mindset 
over there as well. Like, a lot of people kind of turn their nose up at duplexes and, and terrace houses and things like that. But back home, it's it's the norm. It's just the norm, and that's what people live in. Um, Is that because, so. obviously, so such a bigger population in such yeah. a smaller area yeah. of, of yeah, land? It just it has to be like that. Um because you don't really have a yard. It's like gardens. <coughs> you have a garden. You have a garden, yeah. Not yeah it's a, not a yard. <laughs> not a 700 square metre yeah. block of land. No. God, no. Yeah. No. No. And um, so do you think it would be... But a, that's, a, that's okay and everyone's happy and, you know, we all live on top of each other, but that's just normal. So do you think it would be harder or easier to sell over there knowing what you know here I, well I, I don't know and I've not done real estate over there but I'd love to and yeah. I'd love to see what it would be like and the differences and I think having this experience would be helpful I would hope um and yeah I think it would be really interesting and how like with the age of houses as well it would be interesting to deal with that side of things and you know because the houses just aren't even that old over here really um yeah so that'll be very it, interesting it's funny how you forget until <coughs> you travel i was in ireland a few years ago and we're staying in this beautiful i'm gonna say castle it was insane <laughs> yeah but this the books on the bookshelf mm. that were just there for people to pick up and peruse yeah were older than our country wow it's mad isn't it it's insane and we we have history here but it's not yeah history like you have and what you're used to and um you do it's just different it's very different yeah it's very different and you know I find that there's a little bit of different architecture you know you Queenslander mm. to your terrace we've got a few but the architecture and the the style over there it's, mm. it's, they're built differently obviously for weather and climate mm. and yeah and that's what I think I'd love to go and see and, and I think I'd find that interesting so the last time we were home I like showing Liam think things as well. And we went to Chester, which I mentioned before. That's a really old city. So it's actually got the walls that are built around Chester are like Roman times. And um, they just, they're still there or they're half there, I think. But you can do like a walk around them. We didn't do that. We actually ended up doing a pub crawl instead. <laughs> <laughs> so I because I thought that'd be a bit boring so we did a pub crawl instead and um I took him to the oldest pub in Chester I don't know if it's the oldest pub in England but it would be pretty pretty be up there up how there. old was it I think it was like um 1460 or something and it was called the old boot and you go in there it's just a great <coughs> name for a bar yeah you, get, you go in there mm. and so we went in there and they all turned around and looked at us and we were like, oh, okay. So um, it was very old and you walked on the floor and it was all cobbled and uneven and, yeah. And the walls, so the walls are built with, so they had like a like a glass thing over it so you could see inside because it's built with like what, it's called wattle and daub, which is basically what they used in back then. Um, like, like, cow dung and stuff like that right and straw and like that it was like a thatched roof and stuff as well so, so yeah. they got glass protecting that but yeah you so you can see, see inside it that's yeah. really cool yeah really cool so i love looking at things like that and showing you know my partner and 
yeah. finding out things like that. I yeah. think it's really cool. Because I miss, I do miss that. I miss that history. And, you know, I, we went to a couple of cathedrals and really old churches and things mm-hmm. like that because I find that interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And you've grown up around it. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. And <coughs> look, while you're here, I have to ask about real estate at the moment yeah um what's going on at the moment what are you seeing just from your point of view on the ground well it's nothing like anyone has ever seen before I actually asked someone um who's been in it a long time the other day I just asked him outright is this is this the market what's this like you know have you ever seen this before and he said no never and I think he's been in the game for about 20 odd years um because it's just crazy it is just mental and you know obviously covid has affected things and i think it's great i think it's a good thing you know it's it's good it is good for everyone Mm. um i know that some people might not think that um but the grants that are available now the low interest rates um all these helping hands that people are getting to get their foot in the door is just amazing compared to what you know it's been like before and you know it's a great selling market as well so it's a good time to sell and buy yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it is it is because you're getting all these helping hands that you wouldn't have had before so it is i know people some people might not think that um because it is going a bit crazy but when you think about it you know you wouldn't you might not have been able to do this two years ago where you can now Mm. And my last question, which I ask everyone, is what's your favourite place? If you had someone coming out from England and you could only show them one thing or take them one place on the coast, where would it be? (laughs) On the coast? Yeah, on the central coast. On the central coast. Um, Oh. Um, (laughs) That's a tricky one. Um, I do like the beach. And we really do have the best beaches but I, in the world. I don't tend to go to the beach that often. Um, I'm not really a beachy person, but I'd probably take them to like Wallenby or something like that, or you know those sorts of little towns mm. that, or up the Watkins. Beautiful, you know that sort of those sorts of areas. You got me off guard there. I don't know. I need to think <laughs> about it. <laughs> We'll edit something in later. Yeah. <laughs> Some really amazing place. No, the Hunter Valley. The Hunter Valley is amazing as well. Yes. That's a really nice spot. Yeah. Yeah, true. yeah, and I took my mum there and we did a hot air bloom ride, which was cool. I actually really want to do that. Yeah, it's actually a lot more, because I'm not great with heights, but you just it's not even like that and it's so quiet mm. and it's just stunning. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, and that's all on our doorstep. Like yeah. the Central Coast is really it really is a perfect place to be like i'm not even joking you only an hour from sydney you're only an hour from newcastle beaches there vineyards the country's there vineyards you got everything on your doorstep yes you do yeah thanks emmy no worries mate (laughs) when i first approached emmy about doing this podcast she was pretty apprehensive as she didn't know what she could bring to it and as you just heard She brought a whole lot of goodness, laughter and interesting discussion about living and working here. When we started this podcast back in the beginning of the year, it was to showcase our people and our culture and our neighbourhood. And I think the last 30 minutes 
of listening to Emmy has done just that. If you want to know a little bit more about Emily Addison, please see our show notes. This episode was produced by Kieran Christie. It was hosted by me, Carly Eldridge, and brought to you by Heritage Media. Speaking of Heritage Media, I do want to let you know about another podcast that is dropping by Heritage Media. It's called Proud to Be a Coastie, and it is hosted by Mon Mac, and it is an amazing podcast about people living on the central coast going about their lives who have an excellent story to tell and something to share please jump in and listen to it all the links will be in the show note proud to be coasty we're taking a little hiatus we'll be back in spring with season two for our heritage with some really great guests bye for now 